0: Brunch fam, what's going on? Chris here, your favorite or maybe your least favorite member of the Brunch Breakdown. Uh, Checking in before the episode starts uh, to let you know about a special offer that we have for all Brunch Breakdown listeners. Uh, We have put together a comprehensive guide to dealing with your family over the holidays, Uh, and you can get it right now at 25% off. Go to substack.com slash Breakdown podcast, uh, and enter brunch 25 as the d- discount code, uh, to get 25% off of that guide. Um, and also that's complete bullshit. No, I'm checking in here because, uh, my internet got all messed up at the beginning of this episode that you're about to listen to. And um, because of that, I need to introduce the episode and let you know what the hell we talked about for the first one to two minutes until my internet started to cooperate. Uh, I recorded in Studio B, which stands for Studio Bitch, uh, and my internet apparently doesn't work up there very well. So, Didi started the episode asking us uh, about what your favorite app is, and I had to text the guys <clears throat> to get that their answers because I literally did not hear it when my internet cut out. Uh, so, Dee, Dee said that his favorite app is headspace dan started off by saying realtor.com which is classic conoperties, can- right anybody who listens like classic dan uh but then Didi started talking and dan realized that untapped is actually his favorite app once they said those things Then the internet started working more around the time that I started talking, which is classic because uh, save the the best for last and the most important for when the internet actually works. So we're going to dive into the episode kind of like mid-thought, mid-conversation, mid-stream here. uh, And the rest of the episode, I promise, is going to make sense. I hope you enjoy it. Just to be clear, that Substack thing was a joke. We don't have a Substack. We... We we can't we can barely put together sentences. How do you think we're going to write a comprehensive guide? Uh, but good luck with your family over the holidays. We're actually going to talk a little bit about that in this episode, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Let's dive in. I keep getting that my connection's unstable, which is strange because I'm the one recording here. So uh, if mm. I freeze, I don't know. We'll see what's hap- What happens? Hopefully, it records your guys's voice. Uh, yeah. Life in life in Studio B. My favorite <laughs> app is the podcasting app like Apple Podcasts. There you oh, go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I think I probably spend the much most time on because I mean it kind of sits idly by, you know, while it does its thing, but I feel mm-hmm. like I get the most benefit from that one. I learn things on that one. I don't know that I could say that about many other apps that are uh
1: on my phone. You see, that's the reason I asked it cuz why is that such a hard question? <laughs> <laughs> why like why is that such a hard question it's like i know I we know. have a ton of them and you can download an app at any minute like you guys will be like oh yeah here's the app. i'll download it see if i like it whatever but it's such a hard question like you would have thought someone was asking me like one of those crazy like sat or act questions where like yeah you know there's six people in a parking lot in wisconsin and blah blah blah, <laughs> blah. it's like how many people have orange shoelaces and you're like what Yeah, it's like (laughs) shit like that. And I honestly, that's how I felt when I heard it. But, you know, I I don't know why. But I think there's just so many apps we use that, like, we don't really like. Yeah. And that might be why it's hard. Maybe.
2: Yeah, we use them just to use them. And even though, yeah, we're using them the most, it's certainly not, certainly not our favorite. You know, you can go into your settings and see which apps you spend the most time on. You're like, gosh, I hate these apps, but damn, do I spend a lot of time on them. Jeez. It's true. Interesting question. Yeah. It shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be.
1: But here we are. You're welcome, boys. Thanks. It's the brunch <laughs> breakdown. Dee, Dee out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in stormy Pittsburgh right now, as yeah. the world keeps showing me on, uh, on my NFL Sunday ticket. Because I was watching the game, and then they were just like, then I went to do something, and it came back, and it was like, game's delayed. I was like, what? Bomb drop or something? I don't know. Yeah. I guess classic,
2: classic December thunderstorm here hey. in Pittsburgh. <laughs> classic.
1: Get it. <laughs> All right, well, today on the show, we're talking college football playoff that was just announced. Uh, Spotify wraps. We're going to go through those. And we've got a fun topic. Name a movie character who technically isn't a villain, but you consider them one. We're going to talk about that and music and beer and more. It's the brunch breakdown. Dan, you kind of told everyone where they can find us already. So
2: make it quick. Every- Yeah, right. Everywhere, right? Your favorite app. Your favorite app is where you can find the Brunch Breakdown. If your favorite app happens to be listening, we're there. If your favorite app happens to be social media at Brunch Breakdown, we're there. Uh, If your favorite app happens to be uh, YouTube or something video related, we're there. New episodes every Wednesday. Okay, The new ones come out first thing in the morning, video, Wednesday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on demand, anytime you want to watch after that. Back to listening, right? We're also going to give you some music. We'll give you what we're listening to each and every week. We call it the Sounds of Brunch. We put that on Spotify, your favorite app, right? Um, we update that every Friday. Just simply search uh, Sounds of Brunch uh, exclusively on Spotify.
1: Beautiful. Well, it's time to get random topics off our chest. And Chris, you haven't been here in a minute, dude. So get it off your chest. Let's go. Uh,
0: Yeah missed you boys the last couple of episodes. I was in uh, the Great White North, uh, better known as Wisconsin, and <laughs> uh, had a good time with family. But, um, you know, I actually was able to spend a little bit more time on social media than than usual, you know, because you just have more downtime when you're traveling, kind of like lounging around with family, kids are playing, whatever. Um, and we were watching a lot of football, obviously, because that is how thanksgiving should operate here in the united states and i just um like how did all of these random bloggers get access to all 22 footage of football games like how when did this happen and like are there bigger nerds on the internet than these dudes that just like take screenshots of a millisecond of a football play and then they just talk shit about why some guy didn't do all the things they think that that guy should have done in that millisecond because they saw it on the all-22 footage. I, I just I just decided over the past week that those, those are the most annoying people on social media to me. The guys that like take a screenshot where a receiver is open and say, oh my god, what an idiot. This quarterback didn't throw the football to that guy at that point in time and like, dude. Who's giving them this footage? I'm less mad about the fact that they like have that opinion. I'm more mad at the fact that like somebody's giving them the opportunity to have that stupid opinion. I I can't stand like man, I could go so far on this. Didi, you and I all three of us worked in sports. Didi, you and I both worked in sports talk radio for a while. Okay. Um I for various periods of time, I'm just gonna talk about myself here. Um was on like FM airways talking about sports. And I'm telling you that not to brag, to say like Chris who played trumpet at the football games should not have had access to be on Like uh, who, who am I? I'm I'm on there talking about division one athletes, about the Steelers, about like the Penguins and what they should have done. Who the hell am I? Who the hell am I to have these opinions and be talking to that many people at one time I just think like, man, we got to, we got to rain, we got to rain this shit in. Okay. Like the, the, it just, uh, it annoys me so much. It annoys me so much to have people who sit on the couch watching professional athletes do what they do, then talk shit. Like they know what they would have been supposed to do in that exact moment. It drives me batshit crazy. I can't stand it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep, hundred percent. I agree with you, and you can blame NFL.com for that because you can buy the all twenty-two footage. Like you can buy like a season package. Get out of here! You buy anything else, you can go get it on there. I yeah. did not know that. Yes, that's you ridiculous. Like, yes, so you can. Li- they basically give it to you. You can literally just you know be the biggest dork you want to be at a price. So.
2: Guys, like I sort of don't blame Michigan and James Harbaugh and his the for stealing signs now. I don't, I don't blame him. Like if it's available to you know, we're talking. I know we're talking NFL. It's available to the public, but like, come on. To your point, Chris, like not everybody should have. Like, should we have to elevate the level of sports journalism and not insulting those who have done it as you two and those who do it now? But like, maybe because like not everybody should just get a voice. You should have to go through some like serious training. Like if you didn't play in the league that's the other thing you get people calling in you guys probably had this happen all the time oh i played i played college and then division three so you know here's what i would have done shut the hell up jim from aliquippa like no (laughs) your opinion is irrelevant get
0: out of here
1: yeah it's always good when people drop their credentials before they tell you their opinion (laughs) oh yeah dude nothing annoys me more than when people talk about offensive lines Because in all, like, you know, in football, you can kind of, I can see how you can say something about a wide receiver. You can say something about a quarterback because they obviously have the ball all the time. But, like, line play, you know nothing about line play. Like, there's a reason why, like, every analyst, like, half the analysts on ESPN are linemen. I think it's mainly because, like, no one else can talk about (laughs) that part of the game. Right. So, like, it's, like, line play, you can't, like, I have no idea what goes through the mind of an offensive lineman. I'm, like, I'm more fascinated. I was like, why do you guys all have, like, knee braces on? That seems (laughs) painful. How do you guys do that? Like, Like, honestly, I know nothing about offensive line play, but that annoys me more than anything when people, when you just have random folks talking about offensive linemen because i just i'm like how how mm-hmm.
0: yeah right have seven 250 pound people run at you full speed and then tell me how you would have react you <laughs> dipshit i can't yeah. stand i hate it yeah so much.
2: and also not hold they act like not holding is just the easiest thing to do in the world, right? you be in that instance and uh, it's your job to protect the guy behind you. Tell me you're not the little grabby here now and then give him a break.
1: Yeah. It's like, okay, if I just go ole and let you go through, like that guy gets killed. (laughs)
2: Yeah. lose your job? What am I supposed to do? I'll take five yards instead of losing my job, please.
1: (laughs) It's like, sure. Miles Garrett, you beat me this time. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. no, (laughs) oh i hear you chris i hear you dan get it off your chest oh i would love to uh
2: (laughs) thanks boys uh we're 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 talking music as we do every every week on the pod um but naturally it's spotify wrapped season and people it's out there it's everywhere it's amongst conversation it's literally on instagram stories for the next week and a half uh so be prepared uh everybody but I heard I, this. I caught wind of this in a conversation of somebody talking about their Spotify Wrapped, and it just made me think that I, there's something I need to say. If you're a grown adult and someone in your house doesn't pay for music, you are an asshole. Like it's just plain and simple. You're an asshole if somebody in your house doesn't pay to listen to music. And now, before everybody gets all mad at me. This is coming from the generation, our generation, of Napster and Kazaa and LimeWire, right? Where we thrived on ripping and downloading free music any way that we could. Even if it had a little like, like at the beginning of the song or something, it didn't matter. We wanted it. We'll take it. Um, But like, things have changed. Things have changed a lot now. We know what an artist makes for any any for, for music through streaming, right? The physical album sales are are not really there anymore. Right. Last time when's the last time you ran into a Sam Goody. Okay. So everything is streaming, right? They're making cents on cents on those cents on the dollar for streaming. Now I'm not saying these big artists need more money. That's not why I'm, you know, here to preach for them. Um but going back to a topic that you and I covered last week, Dee, Dee, about you know, merch prices are ridiculous and through the roof. Everybody knows ticket prices are expensive and through the roof. Stupid expensive. It's because these artists aren't making money on the actual music because people like you are still so snobby enough that you refuse to pay for music. This person I overheard said, I refuse to pay for music. It's like are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Let's be honest. For the cost that it is to use Spotify every month or Apple Music or Pandora or wherever you like to listen to this podcast or actual music, it really isn't that much when, you know, the monthly fee compared to what we used to pay. We used to pay for a single album. Right? We'd pay 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 dollars for a CD the album, one that you really, really wanted. And we act like Spotify is $150 a month. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> come on. And you can listen unlimited. It's unlimited, right? There's no limit there. Just get rid of the- Nobody wants those commercials anyway. Stop listening for free. Get rid of the commercials. Just, just pay. Just pay. Pay for music, okay? Um, so if you have a full-time job, life's going okay for you. And mommy and or daddy isn't paying for your credit card anymore. It's time to grow up and pay for the music people. That's my public service announcement for today.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Pay for your stuff. Also pay for your Netflix too. Like I've had to kick <laughs> people off of like my Netflix account because I was like, you're a lawyer. You get off my Netflix account. Like, <laughs> like I like, no, like, it's funny. Like, it, it was fun for a bit. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, we all were sharing each other's passwords. But I'm like, you know what? Grow up. Because when I get, <laughs> once you get kicked off of something because somebody else is using it, you're like, wait, hold on. This is my account. I just got kicked off my own account mm-hmm. because all these other people have my <clears throat> password. Nope. Change password. Kick all you off. I'm done. Like, yeah. Grow up and pay for your own shit.
0: Netflix kind of cracked down on that, right? Like, the amount yeah, of did. shared accounts you can have now, which mm-hmm. you can tell it's a problem if they're doing that. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, I uh, agree with you, Dan. And it's funny because ten, probably 10 years ago, um, I thought paying for music
1: was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm with you because I used to think I used to think that paying for music was stupid too. Until I noticed that like no one was buying music anymore. Right. I thought it was like I thought people were doing what I was doing, where it was like you know I still bought music, I just didn't buy all of the music. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I realized, oh wait, oh no one's buying it anymore. <laughs> the, oh, they're just not buying anything. Oh, yeah. got it. Then you start to feel a little gross about it. I don't know, people. Dude, music its the most devalued art form. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why anyone like we live with music with musicians. That's how musicians never get canceled. For real. They never do because we live with them. Actors, politicians, they all can come and go, you know, whatever. But musicians, dude, like they live with us. Like
0: it's a great point.
1: We pay no money for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Great point.
1: All right. Well, let me get this off my chest, guys. Um, There's this thing. It's called cuffing season. And it goes on <laughs> from right before November <laughs> until uh Valentine's Day. And I want to let everyone know here who, and this oh, it's already has started. So if you're in your 20s, you are probably too late to get out of your relationship until Valentine's Day. I'm sorry. You should have done this two weeks ago. But if you're in your 30s, um, you should probably get out now. If you are a leery about this relationship, because you can't get mad at grandma who's like dying or your aunt or whomever because they say, Oh, because the guy you brought or the girl you brought home, and they're gonna say, Hey, oh, you guys gonna get married soon? You can't get mad at them for that if you're in your 30s. You can't. I don't wanna see you dorks on TikTok saying, Oh my gosh, you know, my family, they just keep asking me if I'm gonna get married to my boyfriend of seven years. Guys, Guys, when you're in your 30s, it's for your your fair game. So if you don't <laughs> want to deal with that over the holidays, okay, just break up with them right now. All right, don't go through cuffing season with them. Do not do it all. Do not because I'm just sick of seeing people already talking about their grandmas and their aunts and their annoying family members asking if when they're getting married. When like you know, honestly, you're 35. You've been dating this dude for five years. Maybe you already have a kid by him. Yo. Y'all getting married. Don't get mad at grandma for that. All right. So break up with your person now. And that's all I got to say. Don't go through cuffing season.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't get mad at other people because of the gen the you know, the generational trends that tend to occur. Like, yeah, it's that time in your life. And if it's not that time in your life, well, I mean, people are still going to ask about it. Sorry. Yep.
2: Yeah. Wow. I've never really, you you always think internally with, with cuffing season and what that means to you but yeah that that ripple effect around the holidays and the questions that come with it and most certainly in your 30s also just like don't waste your own time and that person's time if you're in their 30s yeah it's time it's time to figure some shit out okay It's it's time to start paying for music time to grow up time to figure some shit out and don't get mad when that question comes around so don't set yourself up for that.
0: You know, like the Venn diagrams and there's like, yes. That, do you think that part in the middle is like people that are angry about this and they also don't pay for music? Do you think that's like yeah. <laughs> most of them?
1: And how close is that Venn diagram to people who watch all 22 film?
2: <laughs> oh, where oh we, yes.
1: Where are we at? I feel like we hit it. We, I feel like there's a lot of people doing the same thing.
2: It all came together. That's where they are.
0: That's where they live. Those people. If if that's you and you're listening and you unsubscribe, I get it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You're paying for all 22 film, so you can't afford Spotify and therefore you also can't afford an engagement ring. Uh, Yeah. There it is. All right.
2: That's where they live, right there in the hearty middle.
1: My God. Oh, I love this podcast, guys. Um, oh, let's talk some beer, guys. Uh, <laughs> Chris, what are you oh. sipping on, man?
0: So I'm going to tell you about a beer I had uh, when I was in Wisconsin. It's actually a beer that I took up there from Pennsylvania. This is from Evergreen Brewing, and it's Deuce Juicy, mm. which by the name you could guess. Deuce Juicy. Deuce is a double oh, IPA. Don't and- say that the other way. No, 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 we're not. No, 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 ooh, ooh, no, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 way. no, I did not have that in Wisconsin. Um, double IPA, very, very juicy, tropical fruit, all that good stuff. The story about it, though, is what I want to tell, because um, at Lambeau Field, I don't know how many people are familiar with this. I went to a football game up there, and um, it's like just a major NFL franchise in a neighborhood is basically what we're talking about. So we got there, and... Parked like for free outside of somebody's house, which was amazing. Brought our own beers and then had like a five block walk to the stadium. I didn't know what to expect, right? I thought we were gonna be walking around for a little while, so I was like, "Oh, I'll bring, you know, bring something that'll that'll tide me over." Uh, but it turns out we were like. 10 minutes from the stadium so i had to chug a deuce juicy and i felt like i time traveled because it was like a nine percent uh ipa so i don't know that i really had the experience that i wanted to have with that beer because you shouldn't be chugging double ipas really at any point in time but uh you know what i'm 36 and i did it and i survived to tell the story and i'll always remember deuce juicy for that so that's my beer of this week
1: <laughs> that's amazing that's, that's absolutely incredible. Uh, but, uh, you know, shockingly enough, SoFi Stadium is built in the middle of Inglewood. And <laughs> it is literally, when I say in the middle, like you park for that game. If you do not park around the stadium, you park at, like, I parked at a local high school for the Beyonce concert. <laughs> Like you park in somebody's driveway. It looks like you're going to a college football game. Cause I remember that in like Morgantown where it would just be like, Oh yeah, 20 bucks. You can park in my yard. That's what it's like. That's crazy. I wouldn't think
0: that in LA. That's what it was like in, in green Bay. But uh, yeah, well, that's what it felt like though. It felt like a college atmosphere. And then part of the reason it felt like a college atmosphere is probably because I was chugging a double IPA.
2: So I had to, I had to chug a deuce juicy. (laughs) That's one of the greatest lines in the history of this podcast, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Oh, my God. And it didn't lead to a juicy deuce. Right. Nice. All right. All right. Well, uh, I talked about Slow Brew uh, last week, and I have another one from Slow Brew. It's the Asloha IPA, but blood orange, hazy. Of course. IPA. Right? I mean, come on, guys. Like, let's be real. Of course it is. Can I tell you? blood orange all right dragon fruit mm. guava oh, and it is, just says ooh. it's crushable like this if, is, you,
0: come if, on. You, if you were to search for Daniel Dudley on Google and you wanted to type in some keywords to find him what he just said is the keyword guava yeah dragon fruit blood orange. blood orange if you type those things into Google Daniel Dudley's picture shows up
2: that's it
1: like you wanna you want to talk about something that you could just like completely crush and not even know you're like this isn't beer this is it it's really? terrifying it's absolutely terrifying it is it's so good and it, it, there's so much fruit in here and i don't know how they do this uh, but i man there's there's almost too much fruit in here like <laughs> is this my beer of the year i don't know all i know is this is everything that just hits ooh
2: mm. 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 contender late mm. late I, late
0: uh Late year contender, and if they if we're putting betting odds in in Vegas on this right now, like <laughs> Dan, recency bias. If nothing else, I'm go. I think this is his beer of the year. It's only a few more weeks left in the year. It's true, true. Yeah, it's gonna take another amazing beer to get this beer out of his head. I'm trying to think. Yeah, there. I don't know if there's been another beer
2: this year that's really had this type of impact that's hit all of those flavors. You know, the blood oranges, the pineapples, they've all been there. We've been there. You know, we've heard about them. But this one, yeah, crushable, that good. Oof, oof. Okay. And you, you're usually not a, a big repeat,
1: you know, oh, no.
2: brewery guy. And here I'm you not,
1: are. You know, I like to play the field, but yeah, I like the slow brewery last week so much and then this one oh man
2: okay all right good stuff good stuff boys um i've got an interesting one uh this week from necromancer brewing um i believe this is actually a collaboration see if i can uh verify that i thought this was a collaboration with trace brewing it might be it might just not be on the label um but this is the forbidden fruit from uh necromancer and it's a smoked sour ale conditioned on blackberry and peach puree um little history lesson with this too um right on the label this is beautiful forbidden fruit is a modern take on a peculiar historical style of beer gentlemen reaching peak popularity in the 1800s okay a traditional lichtenheiner is marked by the delicate balance of smoke and sour um. And guess what? They did it. Gotten the Delorean, <laughs> went back in time. We've got a uh, just moderately smoky beer here with nice sweetness, tartness, sour balancing of blackberry and peach. Um, it's delightful. A delightful little beer here. Uh, a great balance of of all of it Smokey smoky usually is um where a stouts lives with stouts they live in the same house on the same block uh smoke and sour doesn't sound like it would get along um but the forbidden fruit is why they do so
0: here we are a lot of fruit like going it. on this week the fruity boys i like it Fruity, fruity <laughs> juicy double
2: juicy, juice fruity fru- juice fruity boys <laughs>
1: Lord, deuce fruity brunch. (laughs) Well, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. All right. Well, let's get into the main menu. Uh, College football playoff uh, just announced: uh, Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama. No Florida State. (laughs) Thirteen and oh. How do you guys feel about the college football playoff?
0: I'm going to I'm going to take this one, okay? <laughs> Welcome back. And I and I'm going to preface it by saying I hate Florida State. Okay? They have been whiny crybabies for the last couple of years because they're in the ACC. But you know what, boys? You signed up for the same shit that everybody else did. Okay? You created this mess, you're here. Um this is just proof that the sport is not only controlled by the TV networks, but it's made for TV. Like I have never been more convinced that that's the trajectory of college football. You cannot convince me otherwise, because basically where we're at is, I mean, the TV networks control the conferences, right? What we're ending this all with is an ESPN conference and a Fox conference. So we have that going. Um, we have coaches that are leaving teams whenever they want. Going wherever they care not 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 bound to anything. We have players doing the exact same thing now fans now have to like Buy new players or buy your players back To try to get them to just come back and play for the same team There's all kinds of chaos happening and now we've ended this season with this scenario where like also you could do everything you were supposed to do but a group of people who are going to give something to a TV network for a TV show to tell people about a playoff that's going to be played on a TV network. They're going to tell those people who the teams are, and we do this. They decide that Florida State shouldn't be in there because their quarterback is injured? What? You can't be serious. To me, it's like even more reason they should be in it is because their quarterback got brutally injured, like bru- like his leg yucky, okay? <laughs> and the team has still continued to win games with a second and then third string quarterback. That should be even more reason to say, like, this is a really good football team top to bottom and they should be in this thing. But we have a group of dum-dums that get in a room and convince each other that they're smart. And they say, like, well, yeah, they won all their games, but, like, I don't know, this guy's injured. And then, like, well, Nick Saban, okay, we'll just put Alabama in. Like, go to hell. I I hate it so much. It's becoming harder and harder and harder with each passing year to take college football seriously, to, like, really want to invest your emotion in it. And this one is, like I said, I hate them, but imagine if it was your team. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes my, sense.
2: That, that was part of my initial reaction, but my my thought process went somewhere where, like, n- you know, 90% of people aren't talking about Georgia's number six? Mm-hmm. Number six? <laughs> That's what I
1: was saying. Are all you this. serious?
2: Are you serious? Like, listen, I know they lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game and they didn't look great. Right? But what? One to six? You think if Georgia and Florida State played, Florida State would win? Are you kidding me? Like, listen, on the outside looking in, I can kind of get the argument. There was some chaos this past weekend with Texas, with Alabama, and then you have that whole head-to-head thing where Texas already beat Alabama. So you have to consider that in the equation. Did either of them do enough to get in Alabama? Obviously, the answer would be yes, beating uh, Georgia. Uh, Washington, moving up, beating Oregon. Yes. Texas, what do we do? Impressive, monumental win, exiting the Big 12. Are they worthy of getting in? It's worth the conversation. But then you're just like, well, Georgia, that wasn't very good. So we're going to put you at uh, six that that one makes no sense to me. The Florida State discussion will be a fascinating one. It is a fascinating one, um, especially when they were on the outside looking in, and then they got back in last week, and then they did what they were ex- needed to do with a third-string quarterback and win the ACC championship, and then still not good enough. So, fortunately, in a couple of years, we don't have to talk about this, right? Because we shouldn't be having arguments for, you know, who's on the outside looking in when we have what a twelve team playoff, right? We're not that far away from that. Like, we probably won't be taking that as seriously of like the thirteenth ranked team. We
0: will. We just won't. We just won't be talking about that team that's left out as like somebody who could win it. Somebody who could win. People would be mad. Yeah.
2: Yeah. People be because right that that this year that's LSU. Do you think really think? LSU can win. And even as an LSU fan, no, don't belong in that conversation. But Georgia, what the shit?
1: Okay, guys, as the, the TV person in the room, I love the committee because they can do things like this. They were waiting for that Florida State quarterback to literally show anything, anything. And if you are investing or a company's investing a billion dollars into your products, and what you're going to give to them is whatever that Florida State quarterback was after their quarterback got hurt. You can't do that. You just can't do it. Now, I think Georgia should be in. I don't know why that's not the conversation, even though I get it. Florida State's undefeated, whatever. But, like, they're defending champs. Like, they just lost to Alabama. I don't know. But whatever. Uh, Yeah, I just, I'm looking at the, if you look at it as a TV show, here's what we have the possibility of happening, guys. We have a possibility of this kid. What's the the quarterback from Texas? What's his name? Ewers? Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers either becoming a superstar or he possibly gets hurt. And guess who comes in to save the day? Archman. Wow. Yeah. That's what we have. I am so hyped for the possibility of somehow Arch Manning coming in and saving the day. Ratings the absolute roof like that's I, I think as a TV show they made this work it sucks for Florida State and also I still am in favor of them doing a plus one I am still not in favor of 12 they showed the 12 to what the 12 team bracket would look like and I was like so you want to see Penn State again <laughs> you want to like you want another SEC team in here it's like oh Miss like we re- mm-hmm. Mizzou, we're really we're, we're really excited about this guys once you get past six in most years, there's no conversation. Like I don't even want to see Penn State accidentally beat someone. I don't want to see one of these teams. no, I'm good. Yeah, it's right. weird when they look because the because the, the playoff starts, is it next year or the year after next? Next soon. yeah, next. and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't want twelve. And seeing it this year, even though it's close and one loss to everyone what this season was, I'm like,, mm, I'm good. On twelve. I got more scared about twelve today than I did about anything else. I was like, oh, just put everybody in bowl games. I miss bowl games. This should matter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like people, if I get Florida State being mad, but yo, Auburn, what's happened to Auburn? You know? They still went undefeated. They bought themselves rings. They were happy. You know? Florida State do the same. You just can't be on the TV show because your quarterbacks are. Well,
0: you're right. I mean, like. If you're trying to get the best TV show, they absolutely made the right choice knocking Florida State out. Just makes my heart hurt, man, as like yeah. my favorite sport of all time. And it's like you're seeing it no longer be that. Cause like the game, like what you do, what your team does doesn't necessarily matter. Like that sucks.
2: Should this yeah. uh should they take a note from the NBA in season tournament tournament and uh win differential matter? Should we start putting that in the equation? We maybe make it semi computer, semi uh committee. We bring it's the Venn diagram again, we bring it all together. Bring back, back the like BCS. That. Let
0: the BCS pick <laughs> the 12 team playoff next year and get rid of
1: whoever the hell is picking. No. I don't even know. No, bring back the BCS just to two teams. And then we can care about bowl games again. That's all I want. Get, get your two teams, your national championship game, and then Sugar Bowl's back, Fiesta Bowl's back, Rose Bowl's back. Everything's just back. Like, I'm cool with that. Let like, we Chat the GPT
0: playoff. pick the teams. Okay. Cool.
1: Why <laughs> don't pick the teams? Sure. Like, it can I'm be cool sponsored. With, I, I, trust me, it will be. Like, I'm cool with like, just picking two teams and being like, that's your national championship. All right. Now everyone else, we can just go back to having fun on New Year's Day. Like, no one cares about those bowl games anymore, and it really bums me out. Like, there's a whole generation of people who are like, yeah, don't care about anything but the playoff. And then they're not going to care about anything once it goes to 12. And you're like, that kind of sucks. Like, I remember throwing a party for, like, the Gator Bowl. (laughs) 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 Like... Bowl games used to be fun. Now it's like, oh man, like a team has a great has a good season. And they're just like, oh, well, what are they gonna do next year? Are they gonna be in the playoff next year? It's like, no, like they're just in a cool bowl game. Like, now let's let's worry about now. And I don't know. Playoff is a lot. But it sucks for Florida State and Florida State fans. Because if this happened to West Virginia, I'd be bummed. Even though last night, everyone on the internet who has any kind of credibility in sports was all saying, like, Florida State's out, guys.
0: <laughs> like it was almost like they were warning. It was like they
1: got the message from the committee, like, guys, I need you guys to start warning, getting people ready for this. Cause it's gonna happen. Cause it just seemed like every single person on Twitter last night was like, Yeah, this Florida State's out. Florida State's out. Mm-hmm. Just felt like there's somebody hit the bat phone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh and, and obviously we talk about it as being really about a TV show. Um, and Chris, you referenced the like the two networks that are basically spearheading it. Did you either of you either of you watch the You know, beginning of the broadcast for the SEC championship with uh, Georgia and Alabama because they were CBS threw themselves a funeral for the SEC moving completely over to ESPN. They threw themselves a funeral. Vern Lund They brought back Vern Lundquist for the for the intro. It was (laughs) like for the last time on CBS, the SEC championship. I was like, the conference isn't going away, you guys. Like, chill out. No one will care. No one will remember. It won't matter when the game is on ESPN next year and the SEC is a bigger and better conference. Like, sorry, just get over it. <laughs> We're not tuning in because the game's on CBS. It was a little much for me.
1: Uh, I'm going to miss it being on CBS, though. I kind of felt it yesterday. I was like, damn, that sucks. Is- yeah. like, I'm- Yeah. I like the games being on CBS. I don't know. There's something about it. Like, I don't know. What I don't need is is the Big Ten on
2: CBS. I don't need that. That I don't like. That makes me uncomfortable.
0: They're still going to have football games on CBS.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, but it was just like a nice, like, you knew where Alabama was on. You know? You just know. If there's a big SEC game on, you're just like, CBS. Just something about, you know, Mm -hmm. hitting Channel 2 or whatever channel your CBS is. Just be like, yep, I know there's an SEC game on. Now it's like you know ESPN's got a million different things on. It's yep. like all right, we'll see. I don't know. I I like tradition. Damn it! I'm getting old. This is just D- shows I'm getting old. I'm getting D- old. Didi is
0: gonna miss the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl so much. Like yeah. <laughs> Tropical smoothie, right. Cafe Frisco Bowl, San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia
1: Bowl.
2: Poinsettia Bowl. Yeah.
1: R.I.P. Legendary. All of them. Legendary. <laughs> God damn it. Anyways, well, can't wait to watch the college football playoff. We're missing yeah. about it. We're all gonna watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, so <laughs> well, let's get into our Spotify rap, guys. Or um your Spotify rap, because I don't use Spotify, I use Apple Music, and they have their sad day of putting their list out that nobody cares about. But I'll tell you mine. <laughs> um anyways, uh, who were your top artists, guys?
2: So for me this year, it's it's always an interesting year for me when 21 Pilots doesn't release an album. <laughs> because really anybody's a contender for top artist. Uh, really it's open to anybody. Um, so I, I really didn't know going into my Spotify I up. I, I had some ideas and I wasn't quite sure, uh, how it was all going to shape out. Um, uh, but my top artists will go in. I'll do it in reverse order for a little bit of drama. Actually add some drama to the effect. Uh, number five, Quid 92. Number four, Teddy swims. Our boy surprise yes number three people over my shoulder paris or Pervis, chris's favorite group paris um number two posty post malone and number one belongs to blink 182 congratulations top artists of the year blink 182 of course right where they belong what about you chris how'd you how'd you shape up
0: uh blink-182 was my number 2 there dan so okay, right fine. there with you our ears were enjoying a lot of the same music this year indeed um once tom once they announced tom i just couldn't stop listening to blink um, the thing about this year is that like a lot of 20th anniversary stuff happened in the well just in general but like 20 years ago was 2003, which was like the best year in pop punk of my, of like ever, ever, ever the amount of amazing albums that came out that year. So my number five was Set Your Goals. I listened to the Mutiny album a lot. Uh, number four was Kid Quill. Number three, Four Years Strong. Number two was Blink. And then number one, uh, Real Friends is just a band I I always gravitate back to so they had new music this year um but i find their albums to just be good listens
1: whenever so those are my top five uh shouts to you Chris for your kids not taking over your Spotify um so <laughs> Katies, they use Katie's they use Katie's oh, oh, okay. oh, yeah, nice okay. nice okay. nice okay got it got it all right so uh Travis Scott number five uh number four Disney Junior, just Disney Junior as a collective, as a whole wow. crew. That's almost like, a genre. Shouts, yeah, just shouts <laughs> to the whole, just shouts <laughs> to the whole crew, like Kia and the Emoji Heroes, Spidey and his amazing friends, like all those things. Like just the whole, the whole click. You know, the yeah. whole record label, Disney Junior. Uh, Beyonce, number three. Teddy Swims two, and Drake number one. And I was shocked by that when I saw it because I was like, Oh yeah, I guess it does count when I just listen to random Drake songs in my car. Because I was thinking about like new Drake music, which I haven't been absolutely in love with this year. But like, I was like, wait, yeah, I was, because I was thought about myself I was like, oh yeah, I was like listening to like I'm Upset like the other day in the car. Like I was just like, I don't know, I was listening to, and then and I listened to like In My Feelings, like wh- like that's a great song. I just listened to a lot of Drake. And I I just realized that like it's just random Drake songs, they count in your list too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I feel like if you listen to his new album once, he's gonna be in your top five. Well, yes. great point, yeah. Chris. He's got a built-in advantage right yeah. then and there.
1: <laughs> that's that's also another a, thing.
2: You're gonna give it a chance, then you're like, this is good. I need to give it another listen. Boom. That's a ton of minutes right there.
1: Maybe that's his strategy.
2: Maybe that's
0: his strategy.
1: I mean, I think it is the strategy. And and yeah, and I'm coming around on the album now too. So it's uh, and okay, yeah. I so I have listened to it a lot. Yeah. My gosh. All right. How many minutes did you guys listen to music this year?
0: Oh, I didn't mark that down.
1: I'll go go look. I'll
0: I'll, I'll I'll,
2: I'll say this. Mine's low. Okay. Okay. It's low. I don't have the freedom that most bums do where they can just listen to music all day while at work. Okay? I can't do that. Uh, I'm also uh, a huge fan, as I've said on this podcast, of Sirius XM Radio. So that's kind of what I do in my car because I like... Somebody else picking the music that I listen to. So Spotify, as much as I love it, I came in just under 5,000. Yes, just 5,000 minutes this year. Not 105,000 like some of you people.
1: (laughs) Well, same. Mine, 22,761. And I listen to a lot of series too, but I definitely listen to a little bit more uh, Apple. But uh, Chris, did you find yours yet? Because I have a fun stat. Go ahead. What's yours? 15,230. Nice. And it's interesting that you mentioned that, that, Dan, you mentioned how yours was low. Yeah. The average person in America listens to 961 minutes of music. What? 961 minutes of music per year. So. If you are over that, because I was, I because I always wonder that because I see people's numbers and I'm like, man, that's a lot of music. I'm like that seems like a lot. And I see my yeah. number and I'm like, that seems like a lot. And then I, I just like googled the average number of music people listen a year, and that's it.
2: That's wild because
0: everybody's numbers are huge.
1: That's so not. That must
0: be. That's crazy. That's not even a day, dude. That there's 1,440 <sighs> minutes in a day.
2: A lot, of, don't, a lot of users out there that just aren't—they're
0: there, they're there for Michael Bublé Christmas, and that's it, and then they're out. Can you imagine if you didn't spend like you couldn't say I spent one day of this year listening to music?
1: Oh wait, I said this wrong. I apologize. Uh-oh. I said this wrong because I know said, I said I said minutes, didn't I?
2: You did say minutes.
0: Is that hours? Hours. Okay, wait—that totally changes things. It changes everything. All right, let's calculate. Wait, a second. Now. Wait, nine hundred sixty-one
2: hours, fifty-seven thousand minutes.
1: That changes everything. Because I just looked this now up again. Because I was like, the number seems low, and now I'm like, God damn it, I just messed this up. So we're all very low. Because <laughs> <laughs> in my, because I full messed that up. I and was. You, you made me to think feel good that, about myself for a while there. I'm so like now okay. I'm starting to think that this this numbers wrong that I found. But this was it was on Ryan Seacrest's page, so like it came from iHeart. Got to be true. He would never lie. But then I'm like, so then I guess you just count. Then you just count everything. Then passive listening, passive like complete passive listening. Like when okay. I'm in yeah. the elevator and Gavin DeGrasse playing, that now counts. Yeah. So okay dang it well all
0: right well that's man i
1: was i was so amped with my stat and then realized my stat was just wrong
0: (laughs) we went on a roller coaster together there
1: yeah
2: Yeah. um there was a there was a new feat i think it was new this year that i thought was interesting that gave you a location based on like where most of your your listening habits are and like where people a collective of people most listen to that same type of music chris did you did you see yours do you know what yours is it was Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh. Jeez.
1: <laughs> Wait, is Pittsburgh like the home of pop punk because everyone I know who listens to primarily prop punk music got Pittsburgh on their list, whether you know they live here or anywhere else.
0: There's a big, uh, emo contingent here in Western yeah. Pennsylvania.
2: <laughs> Exclusively on Spotify, I guess. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a lot of Pittsburgh too. And I thought, is this, does this thing work? Is this thing working? Is this thing on like, why are we choosing the city that we live in um for me not Pittsburgh Cambridge Massachusetts oh Cambridge Massachusetts it sound it sounds like a lovely little town yes uh more likely to be fans of the Aces Mr Wives and Remy Wolf who surprisingly none of them made my top five I would have expected that could have been three two one right there um but they sound like lovely people and I think I need to tra- plan a a trip to Cambridge Mass to uh to be with my friends
0: You should go there and just start shaking hands. Be like, hey, I heard you might be interested in (laughs) Remy Wolf. I heard the odds are
2: likely that you like Remy Wolf, and so do I. That's (laughs) why I'm here. Hello.
1: Oh, my God. Dan, if you were still single, you would have to move there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You would 100% have to move there. Yeah. Like, that collection of artists and being able to pinpoint that to one place, like, right you're right especially
2: that collection of artists right yeah we're not talking like huge huge names here where it's like well yeah whatever it could be anywhere but um and I like Massachusetts so I I would have given it a shot back in the day (laughs) Spotify you're a
0: couple years late and and if you're (laughs) if you're listening and you're single and you're worried about your grandma asking about when are you getting married (laughs) like open your Spotify wrap wrapped and plan a trip that's what you got to do this is love advice from the brunch breakdown
1: it really is (laughs) Oh my god made for you so many pop punk fans in their 30s are moving to pittsburgh now <laughs> they're like i've been seeing it on lists i guess it's a sign <laughs>
2: oh, oh god man. i do All have right, a couple well, of uh spotify notes for from the for, for the brunch breakdown this year oh guys. hey uh, yeah. I, I know i haven't shared these with you um so there were a couple things um that i wanted to um and hopefully Everybody that's listening, The Brunch Breakdown ended up in your uh, top pod- podcasts, uh, whether whatever, whatever it was, top five, top ten. So we hope that uh, that landed that way for you. Um, now, naturally, not all of our listeners are on Spotify. A good percentage of them are. We don't know the exact number, but we know a lot of people do listen on Spotify. I know a lot of people listen on Apple uh, podcasts as well. But for our Spotify listeners – 2023, we saw a 23% increase in streams. So thank you go. for those Let's of you go. listening on Spotify. That's nice. a great jump. Uh, 23% increase in streams. Uh, we had a 20% increase on, in followers on Spotify. So thank you for following on Spotify and listening, getting those episodes every, every week. Whether you've been with us for every episode along the way or you just joined us this year, we appreciate you. And speaking of that, 45% of our podcast listeners discovered us this year, they locked in. They found us this year, and they've been riding it with us uh ever since, more so than last year. So um some interesting numbers. Yeah, good year for the pod, boys. Good year for the pod on uh, on Spotify.
0: Well, I have another interesting stat. Uh, we've gotten okay. more followers and listeners this year than ever before. Coincidentally, this is the least I've been on the podcast of any year. So <laughs> I'm starting to feel like... Uh, is that why? Is that why can we get some listener feedback? Do you just prefer I
1: not be here? Is that why? <laughs> it's not that they prefer you not be there. Think of yourself as like um like the crazy uncle that's like it's better suited for him to be at like an outdoor gathering. So summer <laughs> Uncle Chris is cool, but when everybody's inside on Christmas, mm, I don't, you know, we don't really want him there. <laughs> I get it. That's fair. But we love him we
2: love them yeah. it's just more like we don't want him over every week for dinner just like the made <laughs> the holidays <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: just like the big gatherings
1: i get it know? i totally get it <laughs> yeah yeah so it's not like you're like the person who just go we, we don't just want mm. you like at church on, Christ- on christmas or easter like we want you in church more you know what i mean yeah like yeah, yeah we don't just want you for the main ones so <laughs> no this makes sense Oh God. Well, we'll be talking more music as the Brunchies are on the way. Yeah. TBD. Ooh, couple weeks. Yeah. On, yeah, like very like very soon. Gotta like, figure that uh, out. Yeah, boys. like
2: note to us.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ooh. note to us. Brunchies <laughs> coming uh very soon. All right. Uh before we get out of here, let's do this topic. Uh name a movie character who technically isn't a villain, but you consider them one. I'm gonna start because I've been saying this forever. Annie. <laughs> What? what her and her homegirls do oh. to Miss Hannigan is just wrong. Like, it's just, it's like, and maybe I've gotten more strongly about this because of, like, since i have being a parent. But, like, they're up in the middle of the night just singing songs, banging brooms on the freaking ceiling, on the ground, doing all these dancing. and singing. It's like, what are you doing? We live in an apartment. <laughs> it is a neighborhood. What are you doing? And it's like people are like mad because like Miss Hannigan, like no, 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 Annie. No one wants that in their house. And then she acts a fool whenever she gets to the mansion too. Like no, no, Annie, villain.
0: I did not. I did not see that coming. Nope. <laughs> um. I'll go next. Gordon Bombay. Oh
1: yes, Ooh. yes,
0: bro. He's like. He starts the whole movie series as an alcoholic, okay? He's a lawyer, like, fighting for the wrong side, and he's sleazy about it. Um, He's mean to the kids until they, like, show some prompt. Like, the only... He's mean to the kids until he's forced to be nice to the kids, okay? And then, like, as the D1 to D2, like, goes into D2, he's a dick again. D3, he doesn't even coach the high school team, like... He 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 ends as a nice guy but such an asshole along the way.
1: Yep. Good pick. Good pick. Wow. Great pick. Great pick.
2: Yeah. Um Ben Stiller's character in The Heartbreak Kid.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> he is a dick. He is such a dick. Right? The whole You're movie on- is based on him being an
2: asshole <laughs> on That's on crazy. his honeymoon. Tempted. Tempted in falling out of love with his brand new wife and in love with this complete stranger he met on the beach. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Like, if you really didn't love your wife, you probably should have figured that out and not just rush into things because grandma was getting on your nerves asking at dinner, when are you going to marry this girl? And you rushed into (laughs) it. And that's what you got yourself into. So you got to get out ahead of time. Don't go through that mess afterwards ruin that poor, poor girl's life and her honeymoon. Everybody ends up happy at the end? No. Ben Stiller jerk. Jerk in the heartbreak kid. <laughs>
1: uh second one, Belle's dad, Maurice in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> what? Uh, Are you dear, serious? 100% villain. Like he's so stupid. And like gets himself into trouble. She has to save him. And instead of being like, no, they're just going to take me. She's like, no, take me. I'll be your slave animal beast guy. Why would you let that happen to your daughter? I am a father of daughters. I would never let that happen. Never. Why would you do that? And then when he tries to save her, he gets in trouble again. And then she has to save him again. Dude, he's awful. Awful, awful, awful. And like if there's anyone who deserved to meet like Daddy Warbucks and get a new family, it's Belle. Not Annie. So, anyways, yeah, Maurice. Belle's dad. Villain.
0: That's a that's a deep one. He's not in that movie all that much, but you're right. He's no. he kind of met, he's kind of a kind of a dick.
1: Oh, um, and then at the end, he's at the he's at the like the whatever wedding. So he signed off on friggin' her just being in this extremely violent like, I don't know, like relationship. He just signs off on it. She's just going to be with this guy who kidnapped her. Cool. That's what I would oh, do too. Man. Yeah. Let me yeah. He's a champion for domestic violence. That's him. So <laughs> That's Maurice. So whatever.
0: Oh, whatever. Sorry if I well, ruined well, the movie for you guys. You're watching these uh, deeper than I am. Okay. Yeah. Um, My second one is both the parents in Home Alone. Like <laughs> for and and everybody should understand this one but like you know the movie paints the what the wet bandits and one and the sticky bandits and two as the villains but none of that happens if you're a responsible parent okay and if you let it happen once don't let it happen twice okay i and then yeah yeah i just hate it and then like I hate at the end of the movie how the kid is like, we're all hugging. Like, no, mom and dad, you jerks. I would. Oh, it makes me so mad that they're all happy and in and, and love with each other at the end, especially the mom who shoved them up in that attic. God, that makes
1: me so mad. <laughs> it's true. It's a good one. I feel that one. It's a good one. Specifically one. Specifically one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. the villains.
2: Yeah. Um, my next one is uh, Jason Bateman's character in Couples Retreat, a famous uh, Comedy Central or TBS movie. For those of you who are fans of cable, <laughs> it's on <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um. So if you're not familiar with the movie, we're going to give you a bit of a refresher. He basically tricks his friends into helping him pay for this vacation that him and his wife need and he tricks everybody and they end up at this resort where they have to go through all these, this therapy and counseling that wasn't included in the presentation. And he's just a selfish human being and constantly thinking about himself and suckers his friends into this vacation. That wasn't enjoyable to the very end when they're basically leaving Like get the hell out of here, you know, and you're just worried about, You can't afford it. So you want your friends to pay for it. You can go to group rate and you almost ruined everybody's lives. Jason Bateman, you know, very, very beloved character in other instances. But no, no, I know you're up to no good.
1: Love it. Love it. Last one. Going back to Home Alone. Home Alone 2 specifically. Kevin McAllister is the villain. 100% the villain. Because what he does to those people at the hotel is just wrong. Like it's just it's just wrong. Like the people at the hotel are just trying to get their money. They're like, what is happening? This guy just stole his dad, got a stolen credit card. He's just ordering up everything. He's just making a mess everywhere. And of course they want him out of there. But what's he do? He makes it seem like he's shooting at them. What? Like (laughs) they just want to figure out a story and he's just running around being a fool. I think that Kevin McAllister is really the villain. In Home Alone, two. Parents in one, but him definitely in two. Like, there's just no way around it.
0: He does pull a lot of shit in that movie.
1: <laughs> um. All right, my
0: last one. We got this topic from a thread on Twitter, and I got this entry from that thread scrolling. Um, The chicken meet the parents. Like the Greg Focker's soon-to-be bride. Yeah. She allows Robert De Niro to be viewed as the villain by not supporting her soon-to-be fiance. Okay? She just assumes her dad is right. She sides with the whole family when everything seems to be going in Greg's direction and Greg's fault. She thinks Greg ends up lying on the MCATs, which Greg doesn't. Um I really don't think that there should have been uh meet the Fockers because I don't think they should have gotten married because I, her <laughs> behavior was inappropriate. And so I think she's the villain from that movie, not Robert De Niro.
1: <laughs> I love it. I like that one. never thought I about that, it. but I like it. I like it.
2: Um, last one for me. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you like a, an A and a B um, because we're talking movies. I had one that was, uh, I think pretty well known to a lot of people. And I think people share this, but Willy Wonka, Mm. we know what he did to those kids. (laughs) We know what he did. Okay. Everybody knows. (laughs) Only someone with a dark, cold heart as a villain could do those things to those kids. Willy Wonka. Um, Also, Grandpa Joe, definitely a villain. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We've, We've talked about Grandpa Joe on this podcast before. Okay, Um, but the alternate one, we went movie focus here. I was thinking TV when we first started um, and the TV character that came to mind for me that's a villain is Steve Urkel in Family Matters. Absolutely a villain. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He's a villain. He's always up to no good, messing around, messing, messing shit up for that family, for Carl. Poor Carl. Just a police officer out there risking his life every day. He doesn't need to come home to the stress of Steve Urkel. You know what I mean? He's trying to win over Laura when Stefan is a perfect human being, and you know it's just it was just that that method with people's minds being different. Like no, Steve Urkel villain.
0: Steve did put a lot of stress on Carl's heart. Okay, a lot. Yeah, and, and he's uh, already
2: an overweight man. He didn't need extra stress. You don't need Car-
0: that. Carl's out there trying to like save Bruce Willis, you know, from Die Hard, and then he comes home and he's got Steve Urkel. That's a that's yeah. I could see it.
1: Yeah, that was fun, and now I want I want to do it again in like a couple months.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. Well, let's uh, get into music before we get out of here. What we're listening to. And uh, I went to see Jeremy Zucker on Friday night. uh, Killed it. Uh, I'm going to put Not Your Friend on the playlist. Nice.
0: Uh, I'm just going to do some of my Spotify top songs um, since they're top of mind. My number one song from the year from the story so far, their song Quicksand. I dare you to play another song when you're in the gym and say that it's more motivating than this song right here. Cool.
1: Okay. Challenge. Challenge. I like um, it. Pitbull would like a word, but <laughs>
2: let you have your moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, First one up for me is uh, Murokai. Either of you familiar with this, uh, this gentleman? He's a Jamiro Kenyan Kai? Yeah, not quite I, kenyan I, new zealand reggae soul musician okay and he brought in yeah you get you gather all that i was
0: like wow this from is a lot.
1: cambridge massachusetts yeah right <laughs>
0: <laughs> this guy's got every demographic it's unbelievable he's hitting it he's hitting it hard i love it
2: um and he brought in a uh, fellow new zealander and big fan uh right over here steel city dan uh benny of course, he brought Benny in for this uh, collaboration, this so- song called Love Cocoon. And it's, it's, I love it. It's super laid back. It's a jam. He's got a great sound and style. And Benny just adds a little bit of something that I, a little something, something that I always need and want and looking for. And I'm excited to check out more of his music, honestly. Uh, but they're record ma- label mates, uh, country mates, and, you know, Love Cocoon is exactly what it is. Check it out.
1: All right. Uh, so here's a fun uh, LA story. Uh, as I'm walking to the, Jer- to the Jeremy Zucker concert with my friend Austin, who works for SiriusXM, he says, yo, Alex. And I don't know who Alex is. It turns around. It's AOK, who is a frequent collaborator of Jeremy Zucker Chelsea Cutler. They've got their whole collective going on. A-OK makes great music. Kings of Summer. I'm going to put that on the playlist because that was just weird to uh, just being in this city. is fun. So wow. there's that.
0: Nice. Um, My second song is from the wonder years came out swinging. Uh, it's another one that gets me highly motivated boys. I've been tired this year. Okay. I've been, I've been quite tired and I've needed to summon up the energy to train on a lot of days. So my top songs are full of, Energy and uh, this one does it. This one, this one hits. Okay, came out swinging. Wonder Years. That's my number two.
2: Nice. Um, listen, I put Glades in the pot on the playlist last week, and I'm doing it again this week. And frankly, I don't care. I don't care, people, because you know that song last week, uh, "Summers for Lovers," is is phenomenal, and they put out another one this past week called. Uh, different and i absolutely love this band and everything that they put out i'm not just doing it to be lazy i truly do and i want you to get on board before it's too late before we go through what we went through with how many artists do we give you on this playlist that just completely blow up this is your warning get on and on glades right now um if you liked Summer's for lovers last week you will love this new one called different too so more glades be glad
1: Dan, you're allowed to put whatever music you want on the playlist. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) All right. uh, Beyonce, the queen, put out a new song uh, to go along with her movie that came out this weekend. Uh, It's called My House. And it's great. And it's gave me the energy to, to do what I had to do on Friday. So I was like, I needed the energy. The queen gave it to me. So Beyonce, My House. Chris, add it to your workout playlist. All
0: right. There you go. All right. Um, this last one for me is actually from this year. Uh, so WSTR came out with three days sober, which do the math Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days sober. Yeah. You know, the rest of it kind of falls out of control, but definitely my favorite pop punk song from the past year, three days sober.
2: I like it. Okay. Uh, and then last one for me, I'm going to put bad sons on the playlist. Um, They've put out they've they've been putting out some new music. Uh, they had a new EP out, come out a couple of weeks ago called Infinite Joy. Um, you know, they fall right into that kind of alt rock indie style uh, that I like. And a song that's really catchy, but also the lyrics might give you a little bit of a chuckle or it might give you, you know one where you're like, yes, yes to these lyrics, yes, I want to scream these with you. Uh, the title won't give it away, but everything is is the title. Dot, dot, dot. So give it a listen and see how you in whatever method you'd like to relate to
1: it. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Nice little mystery little tease there. Little <laughs> little <tease> there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is what we're listening to. Check out the playlist on Spotify to Alexa, tell Siri, play the sounds of brunch. All right, boys, final thoughts on the brunch breakdown.
0: I would be I mean, we basically mapped out the life plan of any single 30 year old. So you're welcome. That's true.
2: That's true. We really solve a lot of problems today. Set you up trying to try to avoid cuffing season. The questions from grandma. Uh, Just don't. We're just trying to make sure you're not like Florida State. You know what I mean? You don't want to be getting those questions. But what happened? Thought you had a great year. Thought you had a great season. What what happened there? Just move to Cambridge, Massachusetts. Everybody will be much happier.
1: (laughs) You did everything right. But (laughs) why are you here? (laughs) That's the French breakdown. We're out.